You are listening to Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour, a podcast released on the first three Wednesdays of the month. Family crisis, relationship crisis, addiction crisis, no two crisis situations are the same. They vary by family, individual, and relationship. They can encompass complex family dynamics, emotional distress, anger issues, and entitlements, and often involve substance abuse. This podcast addresses these issues and others surrounding the addiction epidemic currently plaguing this country and the world. There is hope and help. Are you stuck, scared, or unsure of what to do next? If a situation with a loved one, spouse, or even a child has started to spiral, possibly becoming dangerous or threatening, it's time to seek help. My name is Scott H. Silverman. I help families navigate crisis situations. I'm the person you turn to in order to get you and your loved ones unstuck. Welcome back to the show. This is Michael Glenn Moore, and you're listening to Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour. Uh, Scott, we've got another fabulous guest, and also we have started something new, and that's reading a review from our iTunes uh, that some wonderful listener has left for us. So, Scott, you're going to read that today, and why don't you do that, then introduce yourself, and then our guest. Great. All right, well, first we'll go with the review, because it's nice It's nice to have one. Um, here we go. It says, I'm in recovery 33 years, a psychotherapist. I've had an opportunity to hear Scott speak. He is passionate about helping people choose a path in recovery that is right for them. He is knowledgeable, honest, insightful regarding the complex addiction field. He helps families who are in tremendous fear about their loved ones as they watch the addicted person spiral out of control. It's overwhelming for families to move forward, always fearful of making the right decision. Scott brings clarity, hope, and deep knowledge of what it takes to be in recovery from this disease. Everyone benefits from a specialist in their field, and that is Scott Silverman. And this was from a Loja Gold 50. Thank you very much for that, Loja Gold 50. That was really awesome. Yeah, what an excellent if, review. And it feels funny reading it myself because it sounds like I wrote it, but it, I can't quite write that well, <laughs> as you know, Michael. So anyway, let's get going. Uh, I'm Scott H. Silverman. Welcome to our happy hour. And thank you, Michael, for setting up another uh, wonderful opportunity for us. And we have a great guest today, but I want to give you my information. My phone number, for those of you who don't know, is 619-993-2738. 619-993-2738, and you can always go to yourcrisiscoach.com and, or Google me at Scott H. Silverman. And I know some of you, you know, are, you're in different parts of the country, obviously, and the audience as it grows. Just know that most of what I do work-wise, coaching-wise, and support-wise, and family navigating-wise is done by phone. So if you're across the country and you think, oh, you know, it can't help me here, you'd be surprised. So get on the phone, give me a call, text me, email me. Look me up and let's find ways to help each other. Well, today our guest is a, uh, a gentleman I just, I've recently met in the last year, year and a half maybe, and he's a, a very interesting guy. He does, he's not in the traditional field of treatment, and what he does, in my opinion, is he helps people in a way, and I'm going to let him explain how, that not only touches their soul, but connects them as well, not only to themselves, but with others as well. Jake LeClaire is a guy that... You know, he's a, he's a humble, hardworking uh, individual who wants to do more than you, you get a chance to hear about from others, to, to be of service to others. 
and he runs this organization and he has some special talent. So I'm going to let Jake, because I, you know, he's, he's so new to me inside of a year, you know, for me or a year and a half is relatively new in relationships at my age because I either have them for 20 years or don't have any left for one reason or another. But Jake's a great guy and, and we've really started to work together in a lot of projects and it's nice to know that he's the kind of guy that if you call him, he answers the phone. You text him, he responds. You need him, he's available. And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is or what time of the day it is. Jake's the kind of person who wants to be of service and has demonstrated that consistently since I've known him. So Jake, tell us a little bit about, or tell us a lot about who you are and a little bit about what you do and more about your story and why our listener needs to understand what and how you do what you do. Jake LeClaire. Good day, Scott and Michael. Thank you first for holding this space, having this platform. I've enjoyed listening to the podcast for some months and I certainly enjoy our growing relationship. The first thing I want to say up front uh, is that freedom from addiction and substance use is 100% possible. And if you or a loved one is facing a crisis, you can reach out to me at area code 858 2801525 my hope today is there's something in what i share that reaches someone or more than one person to help them see that transformation and, and beginning this journey toward freedom and away from uh, substance abuse and addiction is totally possible scott i want you to uh just kind of sit for a minute uh, and consider along with the audience if you've ever felt, and I know what the answer is, totally hopeless or uncertain about your future, despite trying so hard to survive, let alone thrive. Because for me, that's super true. Today I'm a recovery coach, but I'm absolutely from the school of the hard knocks. And so that's why it's so important for me to share with folks that recovery for you or someone you love is so possible. Because today I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. However, it really hasn't always been that way. Personally, I was addicted to alcohol and narcotics for over 10 years. So in many ways, I'm a walking miracle, and you'll hear more about that later. Having come from those grips of death and despair and into a life that I'm just so blessed to have, which is exactly why service for me is one of my greatest honors today. Today, I get to feel consistent joy and happiness. And I hear from the loved ones, the addicts that I work with, that that is so hard to find at the point that they're at. I have an ability to accept my life on life's terms, something I could have never grasped three years ago. Because just over three years ago, I was out there filling my body with substances and nearing the end of my rope. So for me, I have this unquestionable belief and an unstoppability to achieve what my creator put in front of me as my life's purpose and work with my program, Emerge Resilient. Truly, if a guy like me can do this, you can too. So I'm going to take you back. About three years ago now, I was at the end of my ropes, totally in the depths of active addiction to alcohol and narcotics. And from the time I was 20 to five to 35, 
I hadn't been able to find more than 10 days of continuous sobriety from mind-altering substances. So for me and my story, I had more than 300 sex partners. I attempted to purposely overdose on narcotics over 20 times in the last six months when I was at the end of my rope. I had gone from a lucrative Fortune 500 corporate job to being fired for not being able to complete and fulfill that job. I lost a half million dollars on a failed insane business attempt in the midst of my addiction. And I even considered at the end moving onto the streets and taking up prostitution and living under a bridge so I could continue my addiction. It got so insane. If I'd run out of drugs, I'd absolutely tear up the house on these insane searches and that seems to be a part of the story a lot of people can relate with including the parents watching their loved ones go through this absolute insanity and i was just messed up all the time i had paralyzing feelings of paranoia and anxiety from doing the drugs i chose to do until it was no longer a choice i had to have them i just can't fully explain the depth of insanity, but it's my hope that that gives people a a picture of how dark it got. At the end of the day, I went from being the valedictorian in my high school class, attending the Ivy League quite successfully, to living on food stamps, barely getting by. I was beyond broke and broken, and it wasn't working anymore. The substances truly had once brought me feelings like pleasure or even significant comfort from feelings of depression and the childhood trauma that I had faced. However, once they were no longer effective, it was now causing me to feel more pain than ever before. I'd done things like alienate my long-term partner, become destitute and broke financially and in many other ways. And finally, I was backed into a corner enough that I ran out of options, thankfully. So after countless failed attempts where I thought I would think my way out of this, I was never going to get loaded again. I began to accept that I couldn't quit on my own. I could see it, just a little bit of it, and I admitted to having this problem. I then admitted that I needed help. One of the hardest things for me and so many of the people in addiction around me to say. For me, this is the point I surrendered. Fortunately, with the help of my mom, my partner, I was able to secure the resources along with help to get up to the LA airport and board a plane. I went down to the Central America jungle And I spent a couple months in a program down there getting professional help. And that was really the point where I began to see, at least for me, the importance of getting professional help for addiction recovery. I worked really hard at this program. And one of the things about me that has served me in my life is whether I was working on things that are good for me or things that don't serve my best interests. I work really hard at them. That's what I found I was doing in this program. I began to tap into my spirituality and covering this intuition I have and reestablishing a connection with a higher power, though at times I absolutely resisted it. 
as I continued on my recovery process, I was reunited with horses. You see, I've been around them and their amazing and healing transformation power since I was seven years old. In my family, despite all the dysfunction, despite the trauma, my parents had the, the sense when I was seven years old to get me around horses and it was an instant attraction. It was the horses that really brought me home in my early recovery. And science has now proven that this therapy with equine creatures is both effective and highly transformational. Through getting reconnected with the horses down in Central America and then eventually continuing by making a commitment that I would always have horses in my life from that point forward, I began to have something that I knew how to do. And it was truly where my heart was. I found my sacred space, and I talk about that throughout my work. If you sit back for a minute and picture, what does your sacred space feel like? Do you know what it is? And if you do, what does it feel like? Get in touch with that feeling of sacred space. That's a really wonderful place for me to be. So to me, the horses are truly what saved my life from active addiction. Finding myself again with the horses, I started to feel so peaceful. And I started to grow. And one piece of my recovery story that I'm very passionate about is that I've done my work from the inside out, beginning with my soul, my emotions, my mental health. And frankly, what that looks like today is I have a lot of work still to do on my physical health but I'm a work in progress. The second critical component of my recovery was that I discovered how important it was to have an individualized program, something that works for me, something I could both recover and thrive again. So as a result, I went out and got my hands on every modality I can find to do this healing work. And eventually, as a result, today, I've developed a pioneering and powerful process for faster, if you're anything like me, you may like to get there faster, sustainable, meaning it works over the long haul, recovery. So of course, including in that is the horses, but truly holistic and far reaching. So I just want anybody who's listening and, and perhaps suffering from addiction or substance abuse right now, to just sit back and consider what, what would it mean to you to truly feel hopeful in your future, to find meaning and happiness, and ask yourself if you heard anything that, that you resonated in, in my story, including developing this program to heal with horses. Well, thank you, Jake. Uh, Michael, have you ever seen me sit so quietly for so long? I know you've been very good, Scott. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, first of all, the way you tell the story and share your story, Jake, was uh, it, it's it's almost melodic. And I, you know, I, I've I've heard bits and pieces in our conversations, but it was really nice just to sit still and to listen, and uh, almost brought a tear to my eye. And it's uh, it's appreciated, and I'm sure people will listen to your story and go. Oh, I don't know anything about horses, but, you know, I can really relate. And I think that's what's important. That's part of what we try to do here at the Happy Hours, get people to relate. 
So thank you very much for sharing that. So if you don't mind, I got a couple questions for you and they've been hand uh, created just for you. So tell me about, you know, what you're currently doing with Emerge Resilient. And that is your, your addiction recovery process with the equine therapy, equine therapy, and the other holistic modalities that you do. Because you've taken your journey, which I think is really, you know, part of what I call the 1% club and want to share it with others. And I think that's so important because doing life alone, in my opinion, with my experience, it doesn't work because you don't know how you're doing if you were the one asking yourself, how am I doing? Because it, you know, for me, it was my, it was my illness, if you will, that got me in more trouble. And every time I checked in, I didn't have a problem. Everything was fine. And everything I was doing to my own body, mind and soul that was killing me was keeping me numb, which means I wasn't feeling feelings. So tell us about that. Your Emerge Resilient, what you're doing with your program and how you're helping others with your uh, equine therapy. Thanks, Scott. I'd start by saying this is the culmination of, for me, almost 33 years of being around horses. And what I found is that when I'm around them, my life is on the tracks. And when I'm away from them, my life goes off the tracks for me personally. And that on top of over 15 years of a lot of coaching experience in other arenas has really started to bring together this, this symphony for me of what I really care about at this point in my life. So to sum it up, I've gone from cocaine to cowboy. And by finding that help and effective addiction recovery is possible, there's a few things I care about. Uh, the first is I am so passionate about getting people successful addiction recovery results. And what I mean by that or what that looks like is you know, I am all for, and it saved my life going to inpatient treatment. Yet what we find is when folks go in and out of those centers, they tend to have, you know, at best 50, 50 results for a long-term recovery. But when we include 28 to 60 days of inpatient treatment, along with a whole surround sound plan for long-term recovery, what we find is people get something like 95% success in their recovery. Like we know how to do successful recovery. It's just that we're not delivering those kind of supports to people. And the time frame for that, you know, frankly, it's like one to three years and beyond of doing this work. And so that has to, um, to be right for you eventually. I'm not saying you need to sign up for one to three years today. I hope you'll just sign up to have a talk with one of us today and consider the option. But it's when people get on these one to three year buses of sustained recovery where we're saving lives. And we know, like, Scott, you quoted that 14% of narcotics here in San Diego contain fentanyl, and that keeps me up at night because we don't get second chances with people anymore. You know, we, we have horrific sprees of fentanyl-laced narcotics throughout our city and around the world now where people don't get second chances. And I am so sick of and frankly pissed off about going to funerals at this point. So 
The second thing I care so much about is developing an evidence-based standard of equine therapy that supports addiction recovery specifically. Let me backtrack a little bit. It is absolutely a pioneering field at this point. And at the same time, there is an abundance of evidence that when I look at that evidence, I think like, man, why isn't there a herd of horses in the backyard of every treatment center? But we're just not there yet, okay? We, I think in 10 years, things will change a lot. And, and that's, that's the body of work uh, that, that I'm really interested in creating and, and helping to move that mountain. Then finally, the, the third part about uh, Emerge Resilient that I'm so into is my own personal development and my own self-care so that I can show up totally effective to the people I serve in the practice. And so that I'm constantly pioneering and moving forward and bringing them you know, more goodies to, to help them get the life that they, they could never even picture when they're in their active addiction. So, you, you know, when you talk about one to three years, people think, oh my God. But when you think about it, how many years did it take you to get to where you wanted to start? And then once you started, you started to realize it's going to take a little time, but you really only had to work at it, you know, one minute, one hour, one day, and then you move into that progress. So I think that's, that's an important piece for people to not worry about it because you spend, I spent 15 years trying to kill myself on a daily basis, it seemed like, and then actively tried one day. And then it took me years to really, you know, get it all back. Because when you start using and abusing mood-altering substances and you're into self-medication, you stop growing emotionally. So for me, it was age, you know, 14. So when I turned 30 and got sober finally, um, I, w I had the maturation rate of a 13 to 14-year-old. So, but that's part of the journey. And when you think about it, if you make it fun and you put the wraparound pieces together and, you know, you, like you said, I think it is kind of cutting edge. I think equine therapy has been going on, but I don't think it's really been thought of as a real tool. People do it, but, you know, your passion for it and your commitment to it, I think is going to be a real game changer. So tell us how exactly does the therapy help people recover from addiction? Tell us a little bit about that. What's, what's been your experience with people and maybe share a story or two of what's happened to individuals? I'd love to dig it. Like I was saying, you know, coming up on 33 years around horses. So for me, some of these uh, like horse boy aspects of my personality are, are just natural. And, and what I've gotten to see is... Wait, did you say horse boy? Is that what you call yourself? I think I was called that starting in the fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that horse boy. Okay. Keep going, horse boy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these, these characteristics that are so innate to me are life-saving to people uh, in the shoes of early addiction. So I came up with a, a list, actually, of 10 ways for today's talk that horses help people in recovery. I'm going to take them through, take the listeners through and uh, describe them a little bit. The very first one is people get to heal. The wounds get healed, eliminating, limiting beliefs, releasing them, and also figuring out What's eating me up inside so that I can release that? Just even getting the insight and awareness of it. So that's number one. These are not in any particular order of importance, all very important. Second, uh, being present in the present moment. You know what I find for myself and the people I work with? 
as a recovery coach is it's awfully darn hard to get loaded if I'm in the present moment. And in the past, there's a lot of depression. In the future, there's a lot of anxiety. But these horses, I can teach people with these horses much faster to find the present moment because the horses are always in the present moment. And research has shown that that vibration is transmitted for 15 feet in radius off of any horse. Horses can't afford to have a conception of the past or the future. They get eaten by some predator. They have to be in the present moment to stay alive. The next one is, especially when it comes to people in addiction recovery, horses help people feel emotions again. And then to have some kind of emotional control also, because the emotions can be very intense and horses teach people to regulate that. Fourth one to share is wisdom. These creatures have millions of years of evolution. And so we think as humans, we've been around for a while, but the horse has really been around and they're filled with wisdom from their evolution. Specifically, the, the wisdom has to do with what we need to know. I see people time and time again get messages from the horse they've been looking all over for and they get this clarity by listening to the horse's communication. Number five is self-awareness. Now, you know, human to human, there's a variety, a varying extent of self-awareness, but uh, as a species, humans aren't exactly high on self-awareness in my opinion. <laughs> and the horses get people 100% in a mirror, non-confrontationally to become aware of their actions or beliefs so that people, what I find, they embrace it as opposed to being offended by it, let's say, Scott, you and I were working with somebody as coaches. Uh, if I call you on your stuff, it can get tense or offensive, but the horse can do it all day and people are excited to change and embrace it. It's just very, very ironic and sometimes. All right, so next, character improvement. Man, so I just mentioned the self-awareness. So let's say I just got the self-awareness that I have uh, passive-aggressive communication as a uh, drawback to my character. The horses also help me then work on my character. So a few areas, I mentioned the assertiveness. Boundaries is often huge with people in recovery and integrity. Horses are always in integrity. The next one, uh, this is where it starts to get fun for me as a coach, is I can use the horses to help people gain clarity about what they want for themselves in life. When it comes to visioning, what I find is sitting people down at a desk and asking that question gets me a lot of blank stares. But what's amazing is when we sit down with the horse, this vision starts to come to life. Here in the home run, number eight, helping people to develop intuition. And that's another one that often gets turned off in active addiction. And once people develop that intuition, the horses also teach them to take appropriate action. You know, horses don't sit around and think about what's it. Oh, I think, you know, later today, I might maybe kind of do this. They are constantly going from intuition. Oh, I have an itch to action, I itch it. And that's part of their survival as a prey animal also. 
Number nine, horses are 100% honest. And this alone is amazing relapse prevention to help people and families build more honesty among them. Finally, this whole process is fun. We go riding horses. We hang out on the ranch. You know, one of the things about me is I'm, I'm still buck wild and I'm still a cowboy at heart. It's just I do it without substances these days. So the process is fun. That's great. Jake, thanks for all those tips. They're, 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 they're informative and they're important. We have a minute or two left. I'm going to ask you two more questions. When you talk about, and I've heard you say this a few times in our conversations when you talk with others, when you talk about living on purpose, how does that help you in your recovery? And how do you think that, more importantly, helps others when they see, without you saying anything, they watch you and experience that you're living on purpose? What does that mean to you? Thanks, Scott. Like I said, it's been a bit over three years since I got into recovery. And it represents that if I go all the way back to this family disease of alcoholism and addiction that's been present since I was a childhood, it represents honoring that for me. It represents essentially this big thing that's all I've known. And instead of it being a problem in my life, it's an honor to help other people with this big thing that I've known my whole life. Um, and by taking responsibility, one, for my own recovery, including staying abstinent, and two, taking a stand for others, the, the cycle of, of me staying off of substances and helping others stay off substances uh, is a really good deal for me, personally. But it really, what it really comes down to is it's my greatest honor. Uh, this is finally the fulfillment of a purpose I've been looking for my whole life. And if you haven't felt that, I hope you feel it sometime soon. Because uh, I, I just feel so unstoppable from that place. Awesome. Last question. If you had a magic wand, what would you do with that? And what would you like to leave our listeners with, with your magic wand? What would you like to see happen globally from, you know, within the framework of our discussion today and your experience and your journey, take that magic wand, wave it and share that with all of us. Will you? Thanks Scott. For me, it's, it's easy. Uh, and it's taken some, it's easy to see it now yet it's taken some work to get here. And that is the restoration of families. The business that I'm truly in, the reason I get up in the morning is to restore families and that's uh, spouses getting reunited uh, or that's mothers getting their son back. Uh, and I feel the goosebumps in my body right now as I talk about the opportunity to do this work and restore families. So I would see, I would see that families believe recovery is possible with that magic wand and then the hard work goes into it and that families are restored. I want more families to be restored. Jake LeClaire, that was awesome. Now share with everybody how they reach you because when I'm sure and they're listening to this, I don't want them to call me and ask for your contact info. So go slow, give them your website, your phone number, and any other information you think somebody needs to have to reach out to you to participate in the journey that you want to offer others. Super. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, if you or a loved one are facing a crisis, including substance abuse or addiction, I offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation where I'll give you a 
three-point mini blueprint to get on your way to recovery starting now. That's complimentary, and it can be scheduled through my website at www.emergeresilient.com, and I know that'll be in the comments for this podcast. Also, of course, just text or call anytime, and I'll get back to you in 24 hours or less. I can be reached by phone at 858 280 1525. Great. This is Scott H. Silverman with our happy hour. And you can reach me always at 619 993 2738. So, Michael, I'm going to throw it back to you for uh, all the, you know, the housekeeping and reminders to get our reviews up and so we can get our messaging out there. And then we'll throw it back to Jake for a uh, closing special moment. Okay. Michael? Yeah. Uh, something I wanted to ask Jake though before we stop Certainly. Is, is I'm a little bit unclear of what equine therapy is. How does one relate to that? Is it grooming and making sure the stall's clean and riding? And, you know, what, what does that mean? What, what would a day be like if I was in recovery at your facility? Super. Thanks for that question, Michael. I would say I have never seen a session go exactly like another and it's all encompassing. The work we do is both from the ground, where we are in equal power with the horses, and then on the horse, where that's where I see, for especially the young men, that demon, they find it as we ride down the trail. So a combination of on the ground and on the horse, combination of activities, some, yes, being hands-on with the horse, some being observational, some being in the presence of the horse alone, just with the energy, um, and um, quite holistic. Did that help, Michael? Yeah, it did. Um, so uh, for, for the listeners, anything that you need to find out about Jake will be in the show notes, uh, the website and his, his phone number and so forth. Jake, why don't you go ahead and give us your inspirational quote. I think it is from Joseph Conrad that you've, you've chosen. It's actually Joseph Campbell. Thanks for the opportunity Campbell. to share this. So the, the reason um, I want to share on Joseph Campbell is actually because at the end of the day, what I offer is a rite of passage so that people can live productive lives as members of society. And uh, that's exactly what a rite of passage offers. So what I found from Joseph Campbell who uh, did an extensive amount of academic work around rite of passage is his quote. It says, I don't believe people are looking for the meaning of life as much as they are looking for the experience of being alive. That's really true for me.